This is Amplify, a podcast for people that want to crush life by learning from the minds of high performers. So take a deep breath in and get ready to become more, live more, and give more. Welcome to the Amplify podcast. I'm your host, John Templeton, and with me today, I have a dead set legend. His name is Luke Pierce, okay, and he is a trainer of hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, and neuro-linguistic program. In fact, he's the one that taught me everything I know. Uh, And during this podcast, I'm going to tell you actually a story about how Luke, within the space of one moment, changed the course of my whole freaking life. So stay tuned. This man has got more wisdom than freaking most of the earth combined together, and but he hides it secretly. So stay tuned. I'm going to try and pull it out of him during um, the next hour or so. So, Lukey, welcome to the podcast. Oh, fuck it. What an intro. Thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Man, this is awesome to be here. Even like the chat that we've had just before, you know, we started recording. Man, I'm ready to rock and roll. So this is going to be good. Sweet, dude. So look, first off, for everyone listening, uh, it's always good to know a bit about you, where you came from. Um, what was what was your childhood like? Yeah, the the highs, the lows? To... Yeah, how did you yeah. get here? Look, it's a pretty crazy story. I think there's so much that you can go through, as there is with everyone, right? But this is sort of what I tell people generally. I grew up in Harvey Bay, which is probably four hours from the Gold Coast. Beautiful little place. You know, I had a great family, had uh, three older sisters, mom, dad, all that sort of stuff. Like, my childhood was actually, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, the only thing that so-called wasn't good was I never felt like I actually fitted in within my own family. So you can imagine like a young kid, a young person, and having that core belief of like, fuck, I don't even fit in here. Like this is, like I just felt so weird, right? So that actually played out. Uh, I actually actualized that belief into my, what would you call it, like teenage years, right? And people that don't fit in tend to want to fit in. So I was trying to, you know, be that person where I tried to fit into everything. I tried to fucking please everyone. Don't worry about myself. No, no, no. You just please everyone else. And the thing is, I started hanging around people that were not doing great things within life. So guess what I did? Fuck, I better join in. And I suppose the thing that really tipped me over the edge was anything that I do, I do really well, even the bad shit. So people would be like, oh, you know, Piercy, everyone used to call me Piercy. Uh, Do you want to come out on the weekend? Do you want to come to the pub for a few beers? I'm like, no. Do you want to come and get absolutely, you know, fucking wasted where you, you get to the point where you don't even know what day it is? Yes, let's do that. So I took everything to, you know, to the extreme, right? And I suppose this is where the, 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 the challenge or this is where the breakthrough came in. Taking everything to the extreme got me to the bottom very quickly. And, uh, you know, I suppose I got to a point in my life where I, one moment I woke up and I was like, fuck, this is not what I want. This is ridiculous. All I've done is created everything that I do not want. And, uh, you know, this is super condensed mm, uh, mm. version of it. And I just want to say to everyone listening as well, Luke's also a dad, beautiful wife, two amazing kids. Um, you know, if that helps you connect and resonate, because I know a lot of people will say that kids can often stop them being their best. Um, and I feel for you, it's helped you become your best. So, yeah, hugely, hugely. So sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just in that point in time, like I got to that moment where I looked around in life and everyone that I was talking to, they were all telling me that what I was doing was not good. But I was, you know, I was in denial and all that sort of bullshit. So I didn't listen to it. 
But then it got to the stage where it was actually my sister and I was living with my sister at the time. And this is probably when I was at my worst. I was waking up in the morning. I was an apprentice butcher, by the way. Uh, I was waking up in the morning. I was drinking six or seven cans, you know, beer, fucking gin, beer, whatever I could get my hands on. In the on. morning? Yeah, in the morning. I had to be at work by like 5.30. And so you would drink before work? I was pissed before I got to work. And I was probably still drunk from the night before. So wow. The, so the craziest thing about that whole story. And you were cutting meat? I cut meat on a bandsaw. I've still got all my fingers. Funny story, super short one, was one day I went to work and I was on the bandsaw. A bandsaw is a massive fucking blade that cuts through very large like amounts of meat. Carcass. So your finger would just be like, zoom, gone. And I was there one day and I was looking at the bandsaw and I was stopped and I had one eye closed. Because you were hungover? I was pissed. Or? Yeah. I was drunk, yeah. And it seems so crazy. It was such a lifetime ago. But the manager, I was actually quite close with, he leaned over and he whispered in my ear, aim for the middle one. Like aim for the middle blade, and that's when I sort of realised this is very this is very silly. Whoa. This is very silly. I was driving my car. I was bloody. I was working with knives and just all these sorts of things. And I think the penny really dropped when I realised that I wasn't just hurting myself anymore. That was a massive penny dropper because my family they started looking at me like, oh, we've we've lost hope for for him, and that's. Uh, that's not the kind of person I am. I'm a massive love bug, love bug. All I want to do is help people. All I want to do is just, uh, you know, have fucking peace, whatever it is, all the so-called good shit. But for the first like 18 years of my life, it was the opposite because of the sheer fact that I was actualizing beliefs that were not true. That were not true at all. So, I mean, that's, that's one sort of story. So, I, I mean, I know the story of the, the, you know, the morning that you're, my sister? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's probably worth a share. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's a very powerful story, right? So obviously around this time that I'm talking about, uh, I was living with my sister. And at that time, I would have been 17, 18, uh, living in a sort of country town. We would go shooting and hunting on the weekends, like all the time. That's pretty much what our weekends were for. Friday night, we were in the ute. We were gone. We'd come back on like, you know, Sunday night, work Monday morning and, and keep going. But this one, uh, this one day I came home and this was when I was really at my lowest life, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was pathetic. That's what it was, just pathetic. But I came home and all my rifles were gone. And I was like, if you have rifles and they're not there, then, then you, you shoot yourself. It's like, oh my God, where are these things? So I rang my sister. I'm like, oh my God, is someone broken in the house? Like, what's going on? I was in massive panic. And she's like, no, Luke, I've got them. It's like, what the fuck are you got them for? She's like, because I think that you're going to do something stupid and I'm going to come home and you're going to be, you know, living in the shed, which where I was, and you're obviously, you put two, two and two together, right? I'm going to come home and you're going to be dead in my house. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm not, she's like, I'm not fucking living that life. Yeah. And that was another massive moment because I always looked up to my sister was the oldest one. And I was like, oh my God, maybe, maybe something is, is drastically wrong here, not just a little bit wrong. I worked in an environment where there's 17, 20 blokes at one stage, you know, any one time. And the, the, the belief of the community was just drink to solve your problems like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And like I said at the start, I would take everything to the limits. Like I wouldn't just drink. I'd get. I think there are like I think that's a lot of, especially New Zealand Australian culture Super is common, right? is is just get hammered. Yeah. Why did, why why were you different? What caused you? What was the catalyst for you to go? Wait a minute. Ah uh, well. Why didn't Why don't other people do that? Well, this is the million dollar question. We've talked about this many times. Like, what's the tap on the shoulder? Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah. For me personally, I would say that um, I've always been uh, very intuitive. You know, when I was a little kid, it's like I could feel what other people were feeling. And for some reason, I could see things, hear things, whatever it might be. But that sort of got uh, clouded out through the whole 
craziness of what I was going through. But that one morning I woke up and I put my feet on the ground. And this is when I was living in my sister's uh, shed. I put my feet on the ground, it was all wet. And it was all wet because that night it pissed down with rain and all the water came down through the house and underneath the house. Everything that I owned, which was not much, was all wet. I woke up, I had bloody cigarettes, you know, scattered everywhere, I had beer cans everywhere, and I walked into the bathroom. This was the day after, I'm sure this was the day after my sister had the thing with the guns. And that morning I woke up and I was like, this is bullshit. I'm fucking 18 and this is what I'm, li I haven't even started living yet. You know, so check one, I didn't want to sign up for that. But then when I walked into the bathroom, and it was a fucking dingy old shitty bathroom, I walked in there, I walked in there, and the first thing I looked at was myself in the mirror. And for that split, Ooh. yeah, I know, <laughs> I get goosebumps now talking about, for that split moment, I actually saw two things. First thing I saw was who I was being, and the second thing was I saw who I was. And that first one was like, uh, what was the words? I was like, this is fucking disgusting, and it's almost like I feel sorry for you, you know, me talking to my so-called self, uh, or my identity back then. I was like, this is disgusting, and I feel sorry for you. And the second thing was, was this intuition, the big thing that I fucking listen to now, was like, yeah, but it doesn't have to be this way. You could change. Things could be very different. And for the first, or maybe not for the first time, but for the first time in that moment of everything going to shit, I actually listened to it. And I said, well, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? And it said, you've got to go. You've got to leave. And it wasn't the leave. It wasn't the leave as in leave the planet. You've got to leave your environment, dude. You're hanging around with a bunch of bloody, you know, rat bags. <laughs> You're hanging around with a bunch of people that are not doing great things. Get out of the environment. So I literally packed up my, uh, what I have at the time? I had a four-drive Hilux Ute. Absolute fucking gangster truck at the time. <laughs> hunting yeah, hunting yeah, vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of money on it. Um, but yeah, I packed up that Ute. I drove into work and I said to my boss, I'm like, look, dude, I'm out. Not even two weeks, like I'm leaving today. And he said, you know, no, you're not. You're staying here, you're staying here. And I just burst into tears. And then he knew, then he knew that was something that was very serious. And he's like, you know, Pierce, he's like, you, you do what you need to do. I'm like, fuck, I'm out, dude. Uh, that was, how old am I now? 31. I would have been 18. It's a long time. Been back there three times max. And where'd you drive to? I drove to the Gold Coast. My, my parents and my sister lived on the Goldie. So I drove to the Gold Coast. And I'm like, look, I don't know what I'm doing here. I haven't got that far yet, but what I do know is if I stayed at Harvey Bay, the three things would have happened. I would have, I don't think I ever would have killed myself because I think that is, you know, for me personally, that's, I just wouldn't have done that. But I definitely might have done something by accident, driving, drinking, fucking drugs, you know, punching on, whatever it might have been. So who knows? Or I would have hurt someone else or got locked up. So all three of those things, I was just like, that's not who I am deep down inside. That's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I'd get full of piss I'd start crying and saying that I fucking love people because of the sheer fact that when I wasn't drunk I wouldn't let my true self out yeah 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 yeah. that's that's torture yeah you had a mask on yeah well I, yeah I had lots of masks on <laughs> and so yeah. um I mean that's that's 12 years ago you drove here and I know you went through personal training you got into health and fitness yeah, so look, for the first uh, for the first couple of years, I was still a piss rack, but I just wasn't I wasn't as bad as what yeah. I was, and I wasn't hanging around in it. I'd just get drunk by myself. I'd still like I was very functional. I I was uh, you know I finished my apprenticeship as a butcher, all that sort of stuff. You know, still lived a great life, but I was just someone who loved to so called drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've probably read more books than anyone I know. When did that 
part of you start to appear? Uh, the first book, the first book that I actually ever read, but this is the actual first book, was Bravo Two Zero. You would know that. Oh, book. Andy McNabb. Yeah, Andy yeah, McNabb, yeah. That fucking changed my world so much. Short background story for you guys at home. Uh, it's about maybe what twelve SAS soldiers, twelve or eight. 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 Yes, eight, which is even better, right? Eight SAS soldiers that got dropped behind enemy lines, whatever it was, shot like fucking three hundred bad dudes, and it just had an amazing story. That that changed my outlook of what was possible for people because one of those people Mark Ryan if my memory is correct nah. walked Mark Ryan was doing escape I don't think I don't think it's Mark Ryan Chris Ryan Chris Ryan yeah Chris Who Ryan whoever it was right Chris Ryan he walked what like 250 miles across to Syria yeah and went through this whole experience and I was like oh my god I've done nothing look what this dude has done <laughs> you know, that really inspired me so then the very next thing after that was obviously the big man Tony Robbins uh, unleashed the power within and that was a moment I listened the, to it on the, the, the book I did have the book but I was a shithouse reader Awaken the Giant Within no, what did I say Unleash the Power Within no, it must have been Awaken the Giant it was the first one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was an old school one right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so I had the book but I was a pretty shithouse reader so I got on audio and I remember I remember very vividly listening to that book and I was like oh my god this is a common thing this dude is saying this like it's uh, it's been around for 30 years and he's like it has been so that's when like many many things drop your 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 awareness of what possible you just got introduced to something like magic it would have been like magic to you it was exactly that it was magic and that's what even now when people ask me what do i do the first thing that pops in my head is like what i actually do if you have the experience and go through it it's fucking magic so it's I don't know. It's hard to explain within words. Yeah. Um, so when people have an experience, they're like, oh, shit. That's why I say to people with, for some of the events I run, it's the same for you. It's like you just have to experience it. it I can't words. put it into words. Yeah, it's like, well... You, you, and there's a great metaphor for it. Maybe you taught me it. It's like, if you had never eaten an orange, how would you explain to someone how an orange tasted? You orange. just can't. It's, yeah, it's like, like here, eat, eat, this eat the fucking orange. Yeah. And how many people <laughs> How many people come up to you at either the end of the session or an end of an event, and they were just like... What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, that was it. That's the thing. They're like, I want more of that. Yeah. Put that um, into words. Yeah. They can't. Exactly. So like an introduction is always funny. People say like, oh, you know, how do you introduce yourself? It's like, well, fuck, depending on who it is, it'd be so many different things. It's like, hey, I'm Luke Pierce. I run a you know training company that helps people, you know, master their mind, blah, blah, blah. Or it's like, well, last week I was taking someone through a past life regression and we did all this, you know, super weird shit. It's like, which one do you want? Yeah. Like, you, you let me know how weird you want this to go. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll take it where it needs to, needs to be. Yeah. And, I mean, there's obviously levels above what we can even conceive oh, now that's possible, and I'm yeah. just excited for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy world out there. So, you started reading books, Bravo to Zero, which I did not expect you to say, yeah, but that... I love that book. Still one of my most favorite books to this day. Yeah. Of all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, then Tony Robbins. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep going. Keep yeah, so going. then Tony Robbins happened. Uh, then Tony Robbins happened and I was working, I was still at the butcher shop and that's when I started questioning a lot and my intuition was like, see, I fucking told you so, there's a different way, like there's more things out there. A really common thing and everyone would have probably heard this, but when the student is ready, the teacher or the master turns up and that's when I was ready. I was like, I want to change my life. Tell me what to do. And even to this day, I still ask, I'm like, just show me what to do and I'll do it. You know, and then I take action on it. It either works or it doesn't work. But I started reading Tony Robbins and just going through like some of his stuff as um, like just wording, like how you word things. Linguistics, right? NLP, that's what the man's, you know, based on. That was super, super fascinating for me because not only could I do it with myself, 
but I could trial it out on other people. I could trial it out with other people and 12 hours in a butcher shop all day, five people walking around, I would just be talking to them and, and, I'd, and I'd witness their reaction and I'd witness like what their body language is saying rather than what they're actually saying, all these different things. So ever since then, literally from that moment, I've been obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with it. I remember saying to myself many years ago, it's like I want to, like I want to master this stuff. I don't just want to fuck around with it. I don't just want to learn a little bit of it. It's like, and I don't even want to be the best. That's not my intention. Although that's maybe very well the byproduct, happy days. But that wasn't my intention. I'm like, I just want to, I want to be able to sit down with someone and without them even really knowing what's going on, I want the fucking magic to happen. And then at the end of the process, then be aware of the magic. So then it all marries up. Mm-hmm. And that's been, you know, that's been a, what, nearly 10 years. So it's like a covert operation that you're conducting on people yeah. without them knowing to make their lives better. Well, look, put it this way, right? I found out, you know, a long time ago that when you tell someone that something is going to happen, they're aware of the something. So I say to all my students, I say to people, it's like, well, imagine if you were a police officer and you went to go and do a drug bus, would you rock up with the fucking sirens on? It would be, it'd be quite silly. Undercover cops don't do that. They go in stealth, they go in covert, and then before you know it, the people are already busted, the result has already gotten, so to speak, before everyone's aware of it. And then they say, oh yeah, by the way, you're all under arrest. So that's sort of what, that's sort of what, um, I don't know, it's not even a, I never tried to do that. It's sort of just been like a byproduct of how things work. Mm. And then one day I sort of, I'm like, there's a pattern here. Obviously with you know, NLP and all the stuff we do, it's like, there's a pattern here. Let's find out what the pattern is. And it just, yeah, it just seems to work quite well. And so when did you, when did you dive into NLP? What? Cause I mean, this is your craft now and I honestly believe, and I've said it to uh, many, many people that I believe you're the best definitely within this country wow, thank um, you. at NLP as NLP is, but then also your own med- like self mastery. The way you do it yeah, is different. different. Thing, so, yeah, um, it and it is it's I believe the best. And so, when did you start learning, like formally learning, hypnosis, neuro linguistic programming? Yes. That I mean, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, it is, and this is super crazy, right? Uh, so let's if we do it this way, right? We'll make like a bit of a timeline. I started reading uh, Tony Robbins. Then I got like addicted. Obviously, when you first get the, the bug from Tony Robbins, you go fucking crazy, right? So I was Tony Robbins this. He's the only person on the planet that could do this, blah, 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 blah. He's the only person that I would uh, listen to. But then it gets to a point where you sort of learn and model and uh, what's the word? Like extract as much as you can out of it. It's like, all right, cool. I sort of want to uh, diverse a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I started, uh, you know, looking at many other people, whoever they were, you know, whether they were well-known or the person down the road that's doing good shit, started modeling them and what they were doing. So over the years, I got into, uh, like I started to change my own life. I started to change my own health and fitness because I was a fucking fat wreck back then. My body was just buggered from all the booze and all the rest of the, the abuse. So I started sorting myself out and I did like my personal training course and I became a PT for, I think I was a PT for about four years. So I was using all those skills within my PT business mm-hmm. and it got to the point where people were getting better results from me just having a chat with them than actually doing the personal training. Mm, oh my God. Yeah, and this is very common for <laughs> oh, people. Yeah. You would have done the same thing. Right? Well, that's why I started because I was training athletes and I realized that it wasn't the physical training. It was the mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, was, it was their heads. Yeah. So the funny thing was, when I first went into the PT thing, there was uh, 45 other personal trainers there and no one talked to me except the other dude that I joined there with the day, H-Man, still good friends of mine. Uh, no one talked to us for the first like three weeks because the turnout, the turnover rate was crazy. No one so-called made it. And everyone would fucking laugh at us, right? And I was like, that's 
That's, that's horseshit. That's not nice. And right at the very end, I watched probably 90% of those people uh, either go on to better things or they couldn't sustain. And I was, I never said this, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is fucking awkward, isn't it? Because I was doing quite well. And they so-called, you know, they didn't. But the reason why that was is because I was doing my thing with my clients. The other PTs saw what was going on. They started sending me their clients. And then H-Man, the dude that I went there with, he's like, why are you doing what you're doing? I was like, what do you mean? I was totally unconscious to it. I said, what do you mean? He's like, you talk to people and they change. How the fuck do you do that? What are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I'm just talking to them. Nothing, nothing out of the order. He's like, no, dude, there's something very different about you than everyone else in here. And that's when it started to really click consciously. And I was like, what? Do you reckon I should go and do this? And he's like, yeah. Um, the very next day, I read a book, Who Moved My Cheese. The very next day after that, I quit my job of being a PT. And that was the beginning of, I'm going to dedicate my time, my effort, my resources into learning this stuff. And then once again, when the student's ready, the teacher will wake up. I started getting all these NLP courses, hypnosis, try this book, do this, do that. And then I was like, man, I've got to go and get certified in this stuff so I can fucking do it properly, so to speak. Uh, you know, went down and did my course in Sydney. Man, from that, I've just been fucking slaying people. <laughs> you know, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, nice way. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, now you're training training other trainers to be able to slay people. Yes, usually, because, and that was never on the cards. Yeah. I think you had a fucking lot to do with this. <laughs> Probably. You, you bastard, <laughs> this is where it all started. Um, but that was never the intent. The intent was to do it for myself and do it for my family and just, you know, to make life better. But then, but then I was like watching everyone else go through these courses and they weren't doing anything. That frustrated me quite a bit. And the reason why they weren't doing anything from my perception was number one, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Mm -mm. They had no idea because everything was so complex. And in my mind, it was like, do this, do this, don't do that. What don't you get? And then they're like, oh my God, I get it. And once again, I was like, the people not fucking know this. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, you and I obviously had many conversations. You're like, dude, you got to go and do this. And I was like, man, it's 18 days you know, away from my family. It's, and we were having a baby. Shit ton of money. Second baby, yeah, shit ton of money, time, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I remember we had a conversation. I rang you up when I was driving home from work. And I, it was something along the lines of, you're either going to fucking do it or you're not. I was like, done. Next week. Oh, I, was, I remember. And you were next like, week I, was there. I think you were like, that was quite brutal. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that was brutal. <laughs> quite like, easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I went down and got, you know, certified in training other people. And the big thing that drives me now is number one, I want people, when they invest in something, to get what they need to a higher degree to be able to go out and do something with it. Um, you know, because I've done things in the past where you invest and you're like, what the fuck was that? What do I do? And they're like, oh no, that was it. So that was pretty piss weak, dude. No offense. Um, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing for me. It's a good thing for us because I learned from that. It's like, right, well, don't do that. Do something better. So um, yeah, it's all sort of just, I would say like naturally, organically growing into this sort of beast of its own and every now and then, I've got to ask that question, what do I do now? Where do I take this now? How do I do this now? And then I listen to that voice because it's never let me down, ever. Let's dive into this more, that voice, because... Ooh, the voice, yeah. Um, me personally, I've been listening to the voice a lot more recently and I feel fucking great. Whereas there in the past... must be something in there, right? I've been yeah. trying to force something or mm. trying to create something in my mind that my body's not in alignment with yes. and I would be getting I would get sick sometimes mm -hmm. non-alignment so 
This is what I mean, people listening. When I say he's one of the wisest men I know, <laughs> Jesus, tell us about people. tell us about the voice and how, like, how you connect with it, how you've come to trust it. Yeah. So this is a this is a big this is the tap on the shoulder. You and I we've talked about this a lot. Uh, I truly believe that when you can get someone to have the experience of the tap on the shoulder, you open up a fucking huge door that only the person can walk through. But it'll lead to God knows what. How would you describe the tap on the shoulder? Um, is it a wake up? It is, okay. but it's. I believe. I believe it's a wake up to who you truly are, mm-hmm. or what you're truly capable of. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. And then, sort of internally, that happens, and then everything externally happens. So for me personally, I say it's like my intuition, and I hear it. Do I actually hear a voice in my head that says, "Oh my God, look, you should do this, this, and this"? It's like not really. But there's something. There's something that I can't put a name to. So I just, I say it's my intuition. Yeah. You know, rather than say, oh, I'm speaking to the universe or I'm channeling fucking whatever it is. Because sometimes people get weirded out about that. I'm like, it's just my intuition. We've all got it. We've all done things that internally it's like, don't do that. And then you do it and it's like, told you not to do that. So that's so funny. The... I was on a coaching call last night and I was trying to explain to people. I'm like, yeah, I've got like, I, 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 I think. I tell them I just <laughs> breathe. Like if I'm stressed, I breathe. And then I asked myself, I'm like, what do I do next? Or what's true? What's right? And I was like, and then I'm told. And I'm like, well, I'm not told. Like, I'm spoken to. Mm. I feel it. And I'm like, but there's also words, but not words. I'm like, it's really hard to explain. You just know. It's like the, what's an orange taste like? It's with words. This is where language gets... uh, It's limited. Yeah, it's limited. It's it's, um, complex because it's like the map is not the menu. I mean, you know, the, the meal is not the menu. Well, the map is not the territory, same thing. You don't go to a bloody restaurant and eat the fucking menu. That would be silly. You use the menu to bloody order what you want and then you eat the food. So this is why language sometimes can get super weird. But what I do want to say is that I truly believe that everyone has it within them. And if you wanted to discover maybe what it would be like, you can do a very simple thing. If I said to you, if we play this game for a minute, right? If I said to you that you are always angry, you're always pissed off, you're always a bad person, you're always, uh, you're always wrong, and everything that you do is always negative. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be something, I don't know what it is, but there's going to be something that's like, that's not actually true. So you might see, you might hear it, you might feel it, you might hear it, whatever it might be, but there's something within you. Is there something within you now that's like, that's not fucking true. Mm -hmm. But if I said you're always positive, you are always switched on, you're never wrong, you're always right, you're the best thing under the fucking sun, positive, 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 positive. Is there something within you, that same thing that's like, well, that's not actually true either. Mm -hmm. So now if we try this, sometimes you're really switched on. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're a really lovable person. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are very, very uh, frustrated. Sometimes you're very, very focused. What's the internal thing that happens now? Yeah, it's like, it's, that's, it's like that's, oh. that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. So this is what I mean. It's like checking in with that thing, that, <clears throat> inner, that inner you. But it's the thing that knows so-called right from wrong. Because in the first one, it's like, that's, that's not right. In the second one, it's like, that's also not right. But in the third one, it's like... That's pretty balanced. Sometimes I am pissed off. I'm the craziest person that I know, right? It's like sometimes I am pissed off. Sometimes I am very, uh, I wouldn't say the word depressed, but I would say very, um, what's the word? Invested in thinking, which sometimes can be the fucking worst thing people can do, right? If you don't know how to think. So, <laughs> sorry, that, no, but that's, it's very no, true. No, 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 I think that that is something we should almost talk about because people think Let's thinking is people think thinking is normal. Yeah, that's the biggest one that I found the last three. People years. don't know how to think. I, 
Make, I'm going to get my team to make that into a quote card. Yeah, okay. Luke Pierce. Good job. <laughs> but use this. I always use this within, you know, when I say sales, as in someone making a decision, whatever the fuck it is. Someone says, I want to think about it. I always ask them, you know, always, you know, sort of coach them through it, teach, you know, talk to them. I'm like, hey, thinking is a great thing. But if you don't know how to think, all you're going to do is you're going to fucking go on a massive vortex. What specifically do you want to think about? You know, it's a different way because thinking is a great thing. Water is a great thing, but it will fucking drown you. You know, eating is a great thing, but it will make you very obese. You know, and lack of food will make you very hungry and all that sort of stuff. So everything's got the balance. But it's like when you've got the, the, the thinking side of things, thinking is great. But if you don't know how to think, and if you're thinking in a way of negative, and this is not going to work out, and I can't do this, and I'm not good enough, and I'm all the story, that's just, that's destruction. That ain't going to work. That's not going to help. So yeah, I always find that's a, that's are a goodie. A, are you to some degree a trainer of thinking? Huge, yeah, I'd say hugely, yeah. Massively. Isn't that powerful, people? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it really is. The things you, because, you, you know, all your actions, your behaviors, the way you feel, everything's based off of your thinking. Mm -hmm. And you just, you, I, I believe people should probably get a driver's license for their thinking. People, you've got to get a driver's license, right? You go to school, you've got to do all this sort of stuff, but yeah, and this is why I call NLP when people say, what is NLP? It's like, imagine having the user manual for your fucking life, for your body, for your mind. Would that be helpful? Hugely. I was never given one. Were you given one? <laughs> nah. You know. Um, so yeah, I think it's very, very important just for people to understand how they work. They don't have to go on and bloody, you know, do anything crazy. They do whatever they want to do. But I still believe two things, that it's their you know, God-given right or their born right to understand how they work to a, to a certain degree. I mean, I'm not saying that I know fucking this means this and this means this. I'm just saying, hey, look, I've got a fair idea of how shit works and it seems to help other people out. And then the second thing is, is like I truly believe that uh, people have too much life to live uh, in order to like suffer, as in do shit that they don't want to do. Yeah, there's yeah. pretty much two things that I base a lot, everything off really. So tell, tell me, because I'm going to share a story about how you changed my life. I'll do that now for everyone. Yeah. Um, and then I want to hear like maybe some crazy stories of things okay. you've experienced. <laughs> Good, I'll look out. Um, so I, I was a, like I was a trainer at a CrossFit gym, and Luke, I think you might have been there when I started. You were just finishing up, maybe. That was just after I left the gym. I went, and while I was sort of transitioning, I was just doing a few PTs at okay. uh, Joey's gym. Yeah. Yeah, I remember your face, and then you were gone, and I kind of kept training there, and I don't know how, but we were in touch, and you said let's catch up, and we caught up for at, at a cafe. cafe well, I think we went to. Uh, you, oh, Eckhart yeah. Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. We went to Eckhart Tolle with, with Joey. All three of us went. And Asher. That's how, yeah, and Asher. That's sort, of, that's sort of how the first interaction that's, started. That's it. Okay, cool. And, um, and at that stage, you were a trainer of hypnosis. You weren't a trainer of NLP. No, I was transitioning into... NLP, as in training NLP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is, this is crazy, right? I... I was talking to Luke, was just fascinated by that world. I had listened to Tony Robbins when I was starting my first business um, and fascinated, but I'd forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. I'd forgotten about it with, with life and, and being an athlete. And Luke and I met up and he's like, yeah, you know, I train people in hypnosis. And I was like, fuck yeah, like I want to, we had a great conversation. I just remember talking about stuff and I was like, that feeling you say inside. Oh, we caught up for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, Cafe Republic. Republic. Yeah, and the hell. feeling inside was like, 
this is where my future is. Like, yeah. I just knew it. I was just like, I have to pursue this. Mm. And I think you just said, you know, three grand or whatever, two and a half grand for hip. Yeah, I think it was fucking next to nothing back then. Yeah. yeah I like, said, I've got a course coming up. You got to be there. Yeah. And pay cash and win. And so. Yeah, thank you for paying cash too, by the way. It really helped out. <laughs> I'm a big believer in it. Yeah, me I'm too. a big believer in, like, when you do it, you do it. Yeah, and you get it back as well. Oh, have I got it back or yeah. what? Yeah. So. The, the, the skill set and I mean like emotionally physically like my whole life is better because of you really <laughs> and so the on hypno um, on the last day so I had learnt the skills and the tools and I was like right I'm confident I can do this stuff <laughs> but wow on the last day we did a visualization process and um, it's one of those things where you have to taste the orange before you can talk about it but I'll, I'll do my best during the visualization, we were getting into the end and we had to we had to look at ourselves in the mirror. And it's funny you mentioned this is when your life kind of changed when you saw yourself in the mirror. Giggle. Yeah. In the visualization, we had to look at ourselves in the mirror in our, you know, in our house, our dream home, maybe. Yeah. Future self, right? Future self. Yeah. And the person in the mirror, I think, was two or five years into the future. Mm-hmm. And I was looking in the mirror and I could see myself, you know, a, a little bit more mature, and the person in the mirror looked at me. And during the visualization, the person in the mirror was meant to tell us what we need to know in order to live that future. Mm-hmm. And the, the future me didn't say a word, just looked at me in disgust. Just looked at me yeah. um, like, you are way fucking below your p- potential. You're fucking playing small. Everything that just crushed me. And I remember I just started bawling. I just started bawling my fucking eyes out because I was, I just, I knew it inside. Yeah. And I remember I hugged you, and it was it was uncontrollable fucking sadness. Mm. Um, I hugged you, I hugged everyone in the room, and I just cried and cried. I remember I went home to my partner at the time that night, and I was just an emotional wreck. For about six weeks, <laughs> I was emotional. <laughs> yeah, sure I just, you. <laughs> Oh, man. And you know what? That's when I just... I, I, I fucking knew that I had this beast inside of me mm. that just had to come out. Yes. Um, so if you're listening to this and you, you are like, fuck, I can, I can feel there's something in there. Let's get, let's, let's do this. Please go and see Luke. The guy is an absolute, he's an undercover. Like we talked about it before. <laughs> so unassuming. And then we'll just change your life. So yeah, I mean, at the end of this, we'll talk about where, where people can find you and all that sort of good stuff. But yeah, thank you, dude. No, uh, you're very our welcome. friendship is built off of you literally. Yeah. sending my life on a totally different trajectory. And I'll tell you what, it's like, as you talk about that, like I'm here fucking jacked up on energy to, you know, the eyeballs, right? Because when, when we were going through that process, yes, I was definitely doing that so-called for, for yourself and for the students in the room, but what I was really doing was I was reliving that moment that I had. And that, I, I've used that many, many times, right? And now there is a significant pattern where that process and that's, that's, that's not just NLP, that's not, I don't know what the fuck it is. This is where I'm at in my life now, it's like, what do I call it? And I've just been calling it self-mastery techniques, just to give it some form of label. Um, that's the sort of thing that I use within my events. If I think people need a bit of a kick in the balls, kick, in, kick up the ass, then I'll do that. And I tell you what, the amount of people that have uh, experiences like that, where they actually, and it's not for everyone, because not everyone is ready for a tap on the shoulder. If it was, the world would be very, it'd be fucking annoying. Right, because it'd be everyone would be like that. But for the certain people that are ready, it's like boom, that's who that was for. And within that group that day, uh, I was listening to my intuition, and 
after and while that was happening, I was like, bang, this is where it's at. You know, the other people had a fucking, uh, a phenomenal experience, all that sort of stuff. But I knew specifically for yourself, I'm like, the penny has dropped. Because other people got up and they were high-fiving and yahooing. But I was like, you were very different. And I was like, yeah, you just met. You just had the same experience that I had. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy fuck, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, shit changes. It was like when I saw myself, I just was a fraud. I was living this fraudulent Mm. life. And so if that resonates with you, then you're on the edge of fucking greatness. Yeah. Well, look, I truly believe that that is... I truly believe that that's the path. I don't, I don't believe that people can get to a certain part of the path with skipping it or bypassing it. Maybe they go through it quicker, fucking 100%. But I still believe that everyone's got to go through that path in order to get to wherever it is that they want to get. And that there seems to be a... Uh, it's not a barrier or a hurdle, but it's, a, it's an event. That seems to be a significant part of the path that people, I believe, and that I've witnessed, need to experience... Uh, they need to um, fucking look into, dive into, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Yeah, you would have seen, and you would have seen some serious breakthroughs doing the work you do. Yeah, yeah, some of them been super heavy duty. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't expect this, right? But obviously, like when you're in the midst of it, you can't just sit down and say, oh, well, don't worry about that. It's like you've got someone at the, they're in the thick of it. You got to get them through it. So yeah, everyone is different. Depends on their life. Who are your Who are your role models um, for your teachings for the self mastery techniques? Yeah, there's so many of them. Right, obviously, like pretty much anyone that's had anything to do with NLP, whether they've been really good at it or not so good at it. So um, like Richard Bandler, John Grinder, Robert Diltz. Robert Diltz is second generation NLP. He's someone that I've. That's, uh, is that Tony Robbins' generation? Second generation? Or would you yeah, say? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I would say that I've definitely modeled Robert Diltz. If you don't know who he is, look him up. I mean, he's old as the hills now, but it's not so much what he does as how he does it. Mm -hmm. He's a very centered, very neutral person, very covert. You would look at this dude and you'd be like, who the fuck is this dude? As soon as he opens up his mouth, you're like, oh, oh shit. He's he's packing heat. Yeah. So what's that old saying? An old dude uh, told me, you might know it. Something about like, um, you know, you walk a quiet path, but you carry a big stick. Something like that, right? And I thought, oh, fuck, that's cool. So you wouldn't know about this dude, but when he opens up his mouth, he's like, oh, I better listen. So he's very, very important. Um, who else? Like Milton Erickson, one of the greatest hypnotherapists the planet's ever seen. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins. And then you start getting into the, the newer sort of era. So bloody uh, Greg Braden, uh, fucking uh, Joe Vitale, uh, Joe bloody Dispenser. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, Bruce Lipton, you know, like all, for that one to come out. <laughs> all the goods, right? All the goods. So there is many of them. Now there is another thing. And another thing is, I don't know what it is, but it's my intuition. Whether people want to call that channeling, whether they want to, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck people call it, right? I just, I just trust that thing that's within. And when I do, magic happens. Because I'm not working off something that I've consciously learned. I'm like, right, I'm just here. I'm with you right now. What are we talking about? You know, I suppose you could call that like presence or I don't know. I think, I think that is the, the next superpower that is going to unfold for the Western world mm. is learning that superpower. Because Usually. we've all got it. Yes. And for that, you know, that present moment, that intuition, that mm-hmm. knowingness, yeah. when we all tap into that, how much just more peace and 
connected and great will yeah will humanity become yeah well that's the thing right that's why like my logo for you guys that are obviously listening like podcast wise my logo is the yin and yang symbol with just my initials and lp and i was sitting there this is during master practice sitting there i was like fuck what's my logo gonna be for my business and this sort of stuff i'm like what do i want for myself and people and the first thing that just came to my mind was just like inner peace I don't, like the outworld could be going crazy because it's going to. There's only so much shit you can control, right? Now being a good example of that. <laughs> but internally, I want to be able to sit there by myself and actually be quite fucking happy sitting by myself. For a big portion of my life, it was not like that. Anytime I was quiet, the, the so-called demons would come out and I'd have to just distract myself. So that's what I wanted. And then I said, well, what's the symbol for that? And then the yin and yang, balance. Fuck, that's what I want. Bang, bang, bang. Put in a PowerPoint, put an L, put a P on it, and it was done. It sits there, it's been, that's been it. Yeah. So um, I don't know really where that was going, but somewhere along the fact of that's what I wanted. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I uh, want to not only help other people achieve or obtain or fucking uncover, but also with my students, that's a big thing that I, uh, I so called install within them. It's like NLP, timeline therapy, all, all the stuff. You'll get lost in it. It's too much. You'll get lost in it. Just be there with the person. Step one, generally care about them. And step two, generally just try and help them out the best you can. And I found for me personally, when I got to that stage within my coaching career, if that's what you want to call it, and I was just like, oh, and just relaxed, the heavens fucking opened up and people were just like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I don't know. That's why, that's why uh, now for probably the last six months, I've started recording either video or audio on all the stuff that I do. And then I go back and I'm like, but that worked. Okay, do that again. Did it work again? Yes, it worked again. Good. Do it again. Did it work again? Yes, must be something in that. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes... Part of your toolbox. Yeah, it becomes a weapon. It becomes a, a tool in your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and so you're, you're obviously a big family man. Yeah, yeah, usual. I have <laughs> no choice. Yeah. What's what's, what's next on your agenda? What are you? What's on the horizon? For family? For life? Just for life? Fuck. At the Work, moment, family, everything. Yeah, at the moment, look, things are going. When I say going pretty well, I'm talking about me letting go to what's going on. To me, letting go to the path that I'm on. So right. funny you're saying this. Been doing this you big, experience there? Just, I literally just showed you the book I just bought. Oh, it's of course. called Letting Go. Yes, yes, right? yes. And I've been hammering my, um, my crew around the power of just letting yeah. go. And, and I, I truly believe that it's the next, maybe not the next, well, it is the evolution, but it's the next step within the logical levels of, all right, well, this is step one, this is step two. So back in the day, uh, when I first came out of NLP, I was slaying people. I'm like, right, give me the fucking money, get the change, you know, punching people in the face, metaphorically speaking. And like, I was really aggressive. I was so fucking masculine. I just had to get shit done. And then obviously that created a big imbalance within my life. And then it flipped to the other side and I went, you know, super drawn back. I was like, look, nothing matters. There's nothing out there anyway. Uh, you know, what's the meaning of life? There is no meaning of life. So what's the point? Yeah, exactly. So you go through that stage of the, of the path. But then I started to marry them together. I was like, fuck. How, how do I just become happy? How do I become content? How do I become... Uh, accepting, grateful, loving about just what's happening right now. And I'm not talking about just being in the present moment because that will fuck you up more As than well. anything. Yeah. I'm like, going to try and be in the now. You can't not be in the now. Trying to be in the now is like trying to bite your teeth. You don't fucking bite your teeth. Your teeth are your teeth. 
If anybody doesn't know, I really admire Luke's metaphors. I think he's the <laughs> king of metaphors. He told me it was from telling bedtime stories to his Bedtime to stories and working at a butcher shop. Because yeah. you've got to um, explain things so yeah, people can understand it. Okay, so do not try and bite your teeth, people. Yeah, it's like a knife doesn't cut itself. Uh, you know, fire doesn't burn itself. So what I'm saying is like, every put it this way, right? Within my life, every time I tried to do something, and I had an expectation, and I had an outcome, and I had a thing, it went to shit. Yeah. And I was like, it. yeah, I'm like, I'm sick of doing this. So what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm just going to let go. You fucking, you know, as in talking to myself, the bigger part of myself, so to speak, I'm like, you just tell me what to do and I'll just do it. And all of a sudden things started to so-called work. I was like, oh, there must be something in this. What if I do it more? Uh, which is weird because there's such a fine line between letting go and not doing anything and not caring and letting go... And trusting allowing. Yeah, in inspired action. It's like, okay, I feel inspired to do that. Not that I, which then again, like I'm forced to do. You still have to do shit that you don't want to do. But you don't know, you know what I mean, But right? this is eating the orange again. It, it feels different. Yeah, it feels it like I want to do it. It doesn't feel like you, you, you have to. It yeah. feels like it's just part of your journey. Yeah. So a very wise thing that I learned from a guy called Dr. Hulan. Dr. Hulan was the uh, Joe self. Vitale. Yeah, Joe Vitale. Uh, the Honoponopono, so self-identified Honoponopono, very powerful, you don't know what it is, look it up, read the book or get the audio book called Zero Limits, we'll fucking change the game. I read Zero, Zero Limits after all the stuff that I've learned, I'm like, why did I bother? So it's very powerful, right? Uh, where was I going? <laughs> uh, like about? letting go, allowing... Oh yeah, so the inspired action. Someone asks Dr. Hu Len, how do you know when it's inspired action? He says, you don't, you just do it. And I think that's very powerful. It's like I say to people, uh, if they ask me, oh, how do I know that I've got the right job? How do I know that I've got the right partner? And I say, because you won't question it. I've never questioned my relationship with April, ever. And even when people have asked me, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I question that? So, you know, for me, that's sort of been like my, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my calling or my, my strategy. It's like, right, there's something that is far more intelligent, so to speak, than my my ego self, my, my, the person who I think I am, the things that I've learned, the things that I remember. There must be something that knows what the fuck's going on. How do I tap into that? What happens when I listen to it? And can I do it so-called more? So you've, you've learned to let go, you've learned to allow. How do you teach that? Oh, it's, it's not tough to teach. It's not tough to teach. It's tough to practice. It's tough to practice, but I don't, I think you can educate people. I think you can educate people on the system, on the path and what happens and all that sort of stuff. But I truly believe that life is going to be the thing that actually, they need to experience it. I when, always say the hard way is actually the easy way. Yeah. Cause, cause I'll learn the easy way. Learn from someone else's mistakes. It's not how you learn. No. Even if you <laughs> learn from their mistake, you still have to go through the path. Yeah. Now the thing is you might go through it quicker because you've got that knowledge. That's where education is good because when you come up against something, if you were climbing a mountain and you didn't know that there was a, a way around it, you're like, fuck, I've got to go up and over it. It's like, no, dude, there's a, there's a pathway just there. It's like half the time. So that's knowledge. It's like knowing where to go. But the actual mountain, the actual path is the life itself. So within all my trainings, I try to educate people as much as I can, but I also fill them in on, you're going to have to experience this physically. And when you do experience this physically, that's when you're going to have to remember the knowledge and then use it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that's what I would. Um, mm. That's what I, I think that that's wisdom, and I think that probably landed for a few people as well. Yeah, because I think if I think giving people only one side of the coin is sabotage, mm -hmm. because 
if you only give someone all the benefits, well, we don't we don't live in a world where we just live in benefits. We live in duality. You've got to have the you know the black and the white, the good and the bad, the in and the out, the fucking yin and yang, whatever you want to call it. You don't have a one-sided coin. It doesn't exist. So when you give someone, and I've tried this in the past because just you know that's all I knew at the time. Positive, 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 positive. But then the negative happens, and they go to shit. They come undone because they weren't expecting it. Yeah. But when you can balance someone and say, hey, look, this is going to be the so-called positive, but be very aware that the negative is going to come with it. Maybe. Just maybe, just because they've got a balanced perception, they won't actually they experience... negate. Yeah, exactly. They won't actually experience the negative so much because they're aware of it. They're mm, like, oh, mm. I expected that. Mm. Rather than saying like, oh, you're going to have a fucking billion dollar business within 12 months. Is it possible? Hugely. Is it going to happen for every single person? No. Same thing with weight loss. Same thing with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so within my students, this is where sometimes, like, it's not contradictive... I just believe that it is the so-called truth. And the truth has two sides to it. It's got the so-called good and it's got the so-called bad. If you only focus on one, well, you're only focusing on half of what's going on within life. So when people are going through these transitions, I'm like, hey, you're going to have the highest of highs, but guess what? You're going to have the fucking lowest of lows. You only know the highest of highs because of the lowest of lows, Mm -hmm. not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So when people are going through a really hard time, I'm like, you need to understand that when you get through that, you're going to experience the highest of highs. Yeah, it it has to exist for you to actually... It can't not. Yeah. So a perfect thing that I say to people is like, your favorite food, what's like your favorite food? Could be anything. Oh. You wouldn't get fat from it. I wouldn't or I wouldn't? No, you wouldn't. Could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay. Like... Pasta, like carbonara, fucking lasagna, whatever it might be, right? And you guys watching, and you can do this as well. I think this is super powerful. Now, imagine you can only eat. Can I actually tell it's it's actually sushi, just so everybody doesn't get confused. Sorry, sushi is number one. Okay, sushi, let's go. (laughs) So, sushi, you can only eat sushi every single meal for the next 30 days. Mm -hmm. How long would it take you to get sick of the sushi? Like a week. Yeah, probably a week you'd be like, fucking sushi is killing me. Now, let's play the second game. The second game is you can't have sushi for six months, you're super hungry. And you get some sushi. How good does sushi taste? And I'm not allowed to eat it, or I am. You are, you are. After the six months? Yes. Oh yeah, tremendous. It's it's uh, you know it's just amazing. Yeah. Now this is where it gets interesting. What created the enjoyment of the sushi was it eating the sushi, or was it not having it for six months? And it's the vice versa on the other one, right? So we know the answer. It's the not having it, which induced the the absolute pleasure of Mm -hmm. having it. So it's the same thing within life, you know. That's yeah. very fucking profound. If people can really, and that's easy to get. So you think about, holy shit. Like when people aren't in a relationship and they're just craving it, craving it, craving it. Mm. So the, the moral of that story is... Same with money. Yes, exactly. Same with health, same with bloody you know, entertainment, all that sort of stuff. But the moral of the story is, is it the bad that creates the good or is it the good that creates the bad? Well, the answer is you can't have one without the other. So then if that's the case, this is in my logical mind, if that's the case... And every time you go through the bad thing, if you understand what we just said, it's not a bad thing. Mm. It's, it's a necessity for not even the good thing. It's just an, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. And then all of a sudden you can take you know, all that charge or a significant amount of charge off that. And you can start to ask yourself a more uh, elevated question of what's this teaching me? What can I get out of it? How can I balance my perception? Rather than, this is horseshit, I haven't had sushi in fucking six months, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I think it's powerful to do. I think it is. And I think just that story alone are going to help a lot of freaking people. And I could talk to you forever. So yeah, we're definitely. probably going to have to have a round two on this. Yeah, well, okay. But 
there are two two things I need to know from you. First oh, thing, okay, yeah, yeah, is five bits of wisdom, three to five bits of wisdom, and I know you have kids yes. that you just you want to you want to implant in someone as truth. Like this is something I need you to know for you to go on and have a great life and do good things. Yeah. Three to five bits of wisdom. I'd say the first one is that like, um, life is like you've got too, there's too much life to experience to fucking suffer. And suffering for me means that you're doing something that you don't have to do. Do you know what I mean? So that would be the first one. It's like, hey, you've got too much life to live in order to suffer. The second one would be, the second one would be is this show doesn't last long. The show doesn't last long. What is it that you actually want to do? And go out and do it for you. You didn't come here for your mother. You didn't come here for your brother. You didn't come here for your fucking sister or whoever it is. You came here to have your experience. What about your kids? Be okay with that. What's that? What about your kids? As Did one? you come here? Like, I know a lot of people that go, I'm doing it for my kids. Yeah, that's powerful, but that's still not empowering. Because all you're doing is you're teaching your kids to do the same thing. That's like retching. That's like spewing, but never actually spewing. It's always dry heaving. So if you truly want to teach someone to empower them or, you know, to, to, to live their life, then you fucking sure as shit better be doing it yourself. And that doesn't mean that you can't go out and do the things that you love to do and still give everything to them. But if anything, in my mind, that is showing them physically being the role model of us in like, fuck my dad, he goes out and does shit. He's scared about doing stuff. He doesn't know how to do stuff, but he still does it. Rather than having a dad that's like, you got to do this and you got to do that. Oh, but what do you do, dad? Oh, nothing. I'm fucking scared shitless. So in my mind, that, that's how that sort of yeah, plays yeah. out. Uh, what, was, what was the question? What well, advice? So yeah, that's two bits of wisdom. That one was, um, yeah. that doesn't last long. The show doesn't yeah. last long. Oh, it's a fucking game. This is a big game. If you can understand or if you live... Is your, this number three or is this number two this still? This is number three. Okay. This is number three is like, it's a game, it's your game, and you create your own rules. Now you have to play the rules by society and all the bullshit. But for you personally, my friend, you get to create your own rules. And this is a big thing for myself. I didn't create my own rules. So it's like, how do I feel fulfilled? This is how I feel fulfilled. How do I seek happiness? This is how I seek happiness. They're, they're rules that I've created rather than ones that I was passed down because those rules didn't work very well. Uh, and then the next one would be fucking learn how you work. And I mean that with not uh, aggression. I mean that with passion so people will actually listen because not only did it change my life significantly, but many other people as well. Please... For yourself, and once again, I don't, I don't want you to do something. I want you to want to do something. That's what, I, that's what I want. I want people to want to do it for themselves, to learn how it is that they tick. Why? Because you'll be a better husband. You'll be a better fucking wife. You'll be a better parent. You'll be a better uh, business person. You'll just be, you'll be someone that people want to be around. And I think ever since I was little, I wanted to be that person that people wanted to be around. Yeah, so that's, that's about all I got. If you ask me next week, I'd probably have different stuff. <laughs> Um, no, that stuff is, that's, this is what I mean, dude. You can just come in and you can give so much truth and value that people can actually like digest through the way you speak. So the last thing is because you are such a legend, how can people fucking get a hold of you? Yeah. Where can they find you? Yep. And if they want to do your trainings, what do they need to do? Yeah, so two things really. Find me on Facebook. Like I'm always, always on Facebook. So uh, add me on Facebook. Send me a message on Facebook. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Self Mastery with Luke Pierce. And you can also go to the website, which is selfmasterywithluke.com. But pretty much like just send me a message on Facebook. I believe, for me personally, my model of the world, like human interaction. If you want to know something, send me a message. 
you can go to the website, but just contact me. <laughs> go straight to the source. <laughs> and so on Facebook, is it Luke Pierce? Just Luke Pierce, just my normal account. If you want to go to the page, it's Self Master with Luke Pierce. Cool. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what a what a legend. Mate, that was fucking awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. We always have deep and meaningfuls. Yeah. Sometimes off air. Maybe we need to record some of the yeah, off air know, stuff right. sometimes. But if the, that's what you want to hear, but the thing let is, us know. This could go for weeks. This could go for weeks on different topics, right? So, yeah, but it's cool to, to sit down and have like a, uh, what would you call it? There's no real purpose, as in there wasn't an intention no agenda. for this thing. It's like, let's just talk some cool shit. Yeah. And that's where the gold happens. That's where magic is born. So, yeah. Team, if you want to hear more, like this, share it, comment, reach out to Luke, reach out to me, just get get amongst it. it. All right, love you. Have a great day, morning, evening. See you guys.